afternoon, good evening, everybody. How are you doing? It's your favorite carpenter slash writer producer, Leon Main. Hope you guys are good. We are here for another episode of The Circle. Welcome to Audio August. So this is the intro of a lot of good news and bad news. Starting off with today's episode of The Circle. Good news. Really, really good episode. A queer went toe-to-toe with the great Bemisole Kumelo as she spoke about her career as an actress and writer. So many gems, so much charisma, so much jokes. You're going to love it. Dope, dope episode. The bad news is that at the time when we recorded the episode, Bemi's phone cut off. Basically, her battery died and she's not great with tech, (laughs) apparently. So we didn't get to do the audience questions at the time and the process. Still an hour episode. It's still a lot of gems and you'll still enjoy it. So, you know, it's bad news, but it's not that bad. On to the new season of the Circle podcast. Bad news. We're not going to give you the exact date of when we're going to be back this week. I did promise you last week I was going to say this week, but we're not going to give you a date just yet. The good news is that we are coming next month and we will drop the news of when we're returning this bank holiday weekend. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Step Inside the Circle and you'll be able to find out firsthand then. But for now, here is a queer featuring Bemisale Camelo. Not sure why I sound like Jenny Francis there, but enjoy. Bemi! What Sister. was this nonsense I'm hearing bastardizing my name? Yes, I've come <laughs> to destroy it. Yes. Come on, bring your phone. Bemisola. Bemisola Ikumelo. That's what I said. Literally no. what I said. Hey, Sam. <laughs> no. I said, Bemisola Ikumelo. That's what just, I said. Just call me Jack. Like, all right, all right, Jackie. <laughs> no, no, seriously, as from African sister to African sister with mm-hmm. names that people decide is not right to say, what's been the worst pronunciation of your name? Um, it's not so much the worst, it's the most consistent. I like, we have an office, and I've been there for 10 years, and the building manager still calls me Bagembi. Oh, 10 years. Again, Biggie. Go bang, go bang, go bang. Hey, Why? And she's got a northern accent as well, so it's like bang, go bang, be. It's just. Go bang, go Oh, bless you, sister. It's you know we 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 still we rise. Did you? Were you ever? Did you? When you were young? Because when I was younger. I used to um, tell people my name was Anna because I was like, why is my name Aquia? I can't, I, mummy, I just can't. I need to change my name. My name is Anne. My name is Anne. So tell yeah. everyone call me Anna. That's my name. Did you ever change your name? I had Nicole Mitchell. Wait, <laughs> yeah. a whole full title. A whole first and last name, <laughs> Nicole Mitchell. Then I watched Pretty Woman and I was Vivian for a while. I like the oh, name okay. Vivian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my... One of my favourite names, I think when me and my stepsister used to go out on the street, you know, when it, like, it's so dumb, so this is a really stupid story, but we, when guys used to talk to us, I would say my name was Michaela. I, had, I, I loved the name Michaela, and I think, to be honest, I'd love to say it was Michaela Cole, but she was not even around in those days. <laughs> but um, it was Michaela Stracker. I think Michaela who used to do some stupid show or whatever when I was younger. I loved Michaela. I was like, that's my name, Michaela. So, yeah, I, I feel you. When yeah. did you embrace, when did you embrace Bemisola? Um, it's, it's another dumb story, but I, um, <laughs> I, at drama school, so we would get, you get this guy from Spotlight come in and talk about, you know, you need to join Spotlight, blah, blah, blah. Mm. This is really important if you're an actor. And then, you know, for those people who don't know, Spotlight is like a sort of directory for actors. And you, there's only one name, you like, so, you have to sort of reserve your name if you're an actor because if you're John Smith, what good are you going to do? Good yeah, luck, yeah, 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 basically, yeah, yeah. or change your name. So I never reserved it because I was like, there's not going to be anyone called Bim Solitikumela. So, um, so he was going around asking what people's names were, and I said my name, and oh god, oh, oh, god, you're going to change that. That's... Oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to have to change my name. And I was like, oh, what? what? And he goes, you at least shorten it, you know. Um, so I, and then that, that weekend I happened to be watching Roots <laughs> and there was the scene. My name is my name, right? <laughs> Your name is Toby! Yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, it's Kunta. And I um, literally, that moment I was like, no, like people have died for their names to be sort of changed and lost. And, sure. people, and I have a name 
that actually I always say every time you speak my name, you're prophesying something over my life. So I'm literally. Gonna, so my name means carry me into riches, carry me into prosperity. So I'm Look like that is. So I'm just like let me. So that's why I started to embrace it really when I Look, yeah. Wait, let's roots. say it again. Your name means carry me in into into to pros prosperity. In into riches. Yeah. <laughs> And look at where we are now. BAFTA nominated. You have See? riches. <laughs> you have been carried. The prophecies are coming. <laughs> so obviously Nigerian heritage, how much does that play into who you are? I think a lot. I think I've gotten to this stage in my um, life where I'm starting to feel as a Nigerian, I guess the absence of not having grown up there. Mm. When you're here as a young person growing up, you're desperately wanting to be British and hide those parts of yourself and the language and the food. And I remember my dad coming into my parents' evening wearing full abada and, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, why can't you just wear jeans? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now as you get older, you really start to think about that legacy and, and, and passing that on to, to people and that not dying with you and you not letting the, the culture mm. down. And, so I feel like I'm really, as I get older, it plays even a bigger part in my life than it mm. did when I was younger. I guess the age old question, were your parents okay with you coming to be Miss Actress and not, you know, the stereotypical? Oh. No, no. They, they weren't, weren't happy. My, my dad, um, who raised me, um, he still thinks I'm an accountant. Uh, no, <laughs> 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 no I, I, I literally lied. I, 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 my dad forbid bade me from doing anything drama based. He was determined I was going to be a lawyer. He said, you like to argue. So that is the job you will do. And I then took to uh, lying and telling him I I'm studying science and maths and, wow. and I was secretly doing drama and performing arts and all the art subjects. And um, yeah, I lied my way through school. My dad thought I was studying the sci doing sciences and humanities and things and I was doing. <laughs> So but, apparently there was a period in my life where they called a meeting in the village to say that um, is wants to be a, a, a entertainer. And I think they were saying it like prostitute. Like, so oh, if, you wow. just, if you just sort I of substitute, eh, she, was, they, she wants to just go and sell her body on the stage. There was a legit <laughs> conversation that went about that was going on in the village. So it was deep. It was really, really deep yeah. like, when I was young. And um and I, yeah, I kind of, I left home quite young and I sort of fended, I fended for myself for a while. So I kind of really, um, my dad had to sort of, by force, had to kind of come Try to an to get used to it. Of, um, of, of, yeah, of my passion. And I think now he's really um, proud. I think because it's taken, I've, I, I asked this question just because it's more for shits and giggles, really, because we all know the stereotypical story of the African mm. parent. And even traditional Caribbean parents are like, you're not going to do this but I think now especially with this new generation our parents are more a bit like oh so okay that John Boyega that one there yeah. that one so you can draw for Idris you can draw for the Africans on screen yeah. like yes well mum dad these guys are African it's okay we can Absolutely. do it what was it about you that made you think that actually forget lawyerisms I'm going to be I've got this talent within me this burning fire of passionate talent what was it or when was it that you made that you were like yeah this is me to be honest, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So I think I lulled my dad into a full sense of security. Um, I don't know if you, know, if you remember LA Law. I don't, I'm showing my age. <laughs> Please don't do that. Because I don't want to admit that I fully was a fan. <laughs> yes. LA Law was the Vaguely. one. And I remember the theme tune. <laughs> I'm not even going to join you. because. <laughs> but you know it. And I used, and I didn't realise, I was I want to be a lawyer because of LA Law. Oh yeah. God realizing that actually I want to be a lawyer because the actors are selling me <laughs> yeah. and um, I was just obsessed with this program and I used to record it and then rewind it and like go over the lines and stuff like that Aww. and so I just sort of realized that what I was actually doing was playing actor and I would do voices and I would do accents and mm. um and then I, I got told I got we got the nativity play in school in primary school mm. and they were like uh, someone wants to, has to play Mary and it meant holding Joseph's hand and they were like, oh, no, my hands. Disgusting. And I was like, look, I will take one for the team. 
yeah. and I will be, I will play Mary and uh, and I played Mary and I got lots of applause and by the end of it people were like you're so good oh. and I was like I am aren't I <laughs> <laughs> do you remember your lines what <laughs> no. did you say <laughs> no I don't know if I said much I, um, but I do remember having to hold um, Joseph's hand and um, yeah that's 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 about that's about it but I, and I remember the applause it's always the it's always the applause that gets us going. So after leaving home, was that when you decided to pursue, really pursue your career? And um, what steps I, did you take? I was, I, I, I think inadvertently, I was pursuing it for a long time. So in school, yeah. I was the girl who was writing scripts. I was writing, the, like I always say, I had my first play, my first production made at age like 13. Because I oh, wrote wow. the school play. We had the parents come in and pay. This was like full house like i wrote produced my own show oh 13 in secondary school and and remember being in the local newspaper so i was doing all this stuff like and then i think at 15 or 16 15 i joined the national youth theater okay and was doing that so and then after that i realized after doing myt i realized oh people can actually get paid and do this as real. a real real job yeah because i was always like um, my backup job, you know what I mean? I, and I always yeah. was like, I, I will, I'll be a T, I, I want to act, but my backup job, and I was preparing for my backup job to be plan A. And then about, yeah, when I was about 16, 17, I started realizing, no, I can actually do this. And there's a, such a thing as drama school and I can go to drama school. And I remember getting really good careers advice at my college that I went to, the sixth form that I went to, because I didn't know. I just went, I want to be an actor. And most people who, when you say that, I remember in secondary school, I said that. And they were like, oh, you know that? Just yeah. get paid money. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in college, this woman went, okay, uh, give me a weekend. I'll go away and do some research. And she came back with this book called, like, the Accredited Drama Schools. NC, I think it was called the NCDT now. I, don't, it's, I think it's just called the National Conference of Drama Schools now. And it was mm. just all the, the, the sort of... I guess the accredited and sort of yeah. prestigious drama schools. And these are the drama schools. It was a much simpler time when I was going to drama school. You went to drama school, a top drama school, you came out and you then you do your hustle and you, you, mm. you work. Um, and now it's, there's so many other different paths you can take. Mm. So I auditioned for drama school and I, like for like all of them and got into um, a drama school in Edinburgh called Queen Margaret. And, yeah. I, and then I went, I studied for three years and literally it kind of just, yeah, that's how, how I got into being an actor. Recently, we've had this conversation. I spoke to a bunch of students or former students from Central School of Speech and Drama and there's this whole narrative and conversation around the institutionalised racism that comes with some of these institutions. Mm -hmm. In the time that you were there, did you ever feel any of that, that especially schooling in Edinburgh of all places? yeah. yeah. And what was your experience? And how did you survive it? Um, at the time, it was the biggest, I think up until that point, I'd always been London and, and sort of really in one of the most multicultural parts of London. So I'd never, ever experienced, I'd experienced being token black, but <laughs> with an Asian majority, because I grew up with sure. Asian, um, like Southeast Asian um, community. So I'd experienced that, which is a very nuanced kind of um, experience. But so my first sort of real being the only black person in, in my in my year at drama school and being wow. the only black person I could see on the streets of Edinburgh at the time. So it was a such a culture shock. I mean, things that you take for granted, like just getting your hair braided and things like that. I would have to and I didn't know how to do my hair. I still don't. And I would have to like... <laughs> get some really tight thing done. Then three months later, when there was a holiday, travel back to London. There was nowhere I could go to do these things. Mm. Food, I couldn't find. So it was a culture shock, the whole experience. But drama school, there were a lot of things now. Oh, a lot of things that, that, that kind of were not acceptable. And I, and I don't think I'm alone in those kinds of experiences. My overall mm. experience was great. But um, I, I remember getting told that I had an hyperextended back, that oh. there was a, you've <laughs> a, a problem. You've got an abnormal thing in your back, and for a good few years, they were trying to straighten that. <laughs> and oh, wow, make <laughs> you walk that. inside. <laughs> yeah, so I was sort of like always doing this thing because I was told I had a hyperextended back. And it was only until I think I got a, a, an actual job where, and then I worked with a, um, uh, um, oh, what do you call them, like a, 
not chiropractor, the other one. Um, but anyway, yeah, a, a mm. person who deals with your body, and it was a very physical show. And I went, yeah, I've got hyperextended back, so. Oh my you know. god! And you... she went, no, you don't. You just, you just got. You're just African. It's just a, yeah. Got you know, got a, got a dip in the. Back. And so I, I, so I learned, I unlearned that I had, I always thought I had a problem, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, told yeah, I had yeah. a problem and it was just not down to my ethnicity. Now I'm, I'm, I'm doing tea now, but there was a whole, there was a whole kind of issue where some people in our, in our year group, I think, were dealing with recreational drugs and things like that. Okay. And um, I've never done drugs in my life. Like I'm, 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 I have no vices except food. And mm -hmm. I remember getting, someone getting called into the office, um, and was given a list of people who they suspected were, were doing drugs. And I was at the top of that list. And I remember wow. going, what? Wow. And getting asked in things like, do you, do you have, like, do you, do you know where I can get weed? Like, just, you know, questions the like typical. that from year. Yeah, it was, but I not experienced that. Because, mm. so, because my experience had been of black people and Asian people, really. So I hadn't really experienced that until I went to drama school in that sort of way. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, interesting. Yeah. So I think, how did that play into- Physiotherapist, thank you, Ellen. Yes, Elena. thank you, Ellen. I, I was waiting to say it. I don't know why, my, my brain was blank too. But um, I suppose in the wider scheme of things, do, do you, apart from that side of things, mm. did you, do you feel like you benefit from go you benefited from going to drama school? Definitely, I would. Um, I would definitely do it again. I, I felt mm. like the discipline, the um, and also actually, I'll be honest, that experience prepared me for the industry. Good bad, or bad, and that was my next question. Yeah. Good or bad, I kind of came out of this going, I'm going to be in these spaces, and it prepared me to be in those spaces. Mm. Um, and you know, and. But the discipline, the technique, all of those things, um, I, 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 I'm so grateful for my time at, at drama school. I really am. And for, you know, the most part of it, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I made some amazing forever friends and all of mm. that. And it was great. And there were some tutors who were amazing and people who I looked up to and, and, and still I'm like, have I made you proud? You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really did enjoy it. But that stuff did happen. And I was the only black person in my year. So it was, yeah, all of that was doubly kind of hard or, 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 or pointed because it was just me. I couldn't really share that with anyone. So what was um, the thing that in drama school that you took from it that prepared you for it? Apart from, I'll go back to the, um, the racism, as it were, but the thing that you learned that all the things that you learned that prepared you to go into auditions and prepared you to, prepared you for auditions, I should say and just to hone your craft? Um, I think it was, I mean, the audition stuff, I, I honestly, I don't know if drama school prepared me for auditions because okay. I think auditions you learn as you, you just do them and, and you get better and you just, yeah. and each audition is a different energy. And actually the way people are, are auditioned for drama school is really not like the industry. It's not like the you life, go yeah. and you learn your you Shakespeare and you and it's like no one's really auditioning like that in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. So it, it, it yeah, so in that sense, but what it prepared me for was to learn how to create people. Like I I, I learned a sort and some of that stuff I left, got rid of, some of that stuff I, I, I held on to, but it gave me a toolbox of skills that I could pick out and go, right, I've got a script whether it, and actually in that sense, for an audition that is quite useful to be able to very quickly go, okay, what is, what is this character saying about themselves? What does this character mm. want? All these kind of questions that I can ask and just be a sort of detective figuring it out mm. and, um, and just growing character and, 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 and finding a way in. And that really was invaluable, that experience of drama school, learning, having that toolbox. And was it as bad? Is it, is it as well? Has it been as bad for you as has it as, be, as it has been? Bloody hell, tongue twister! Has it been as bad for you <laughs> as it has been for other black women in the UK getting work? Um, I can't. I mean, I can't speak for other black women. I don't. I, I know we all have our struggles and things. And uh, I I have always felt really blessed. I've yeah. always felt like I've not lacked for work. But I also 
I'll be honest, I think that's also because I have a hustler spirit. So I was not always like waiting for someone, some agent to call me and say, you've got an audition. I was making work. I was writing things. I was mm. producing things. I set up an arts organization. I was just always being about stories and, and creativity. So I ne even when I was like, maybe not working for an extended period as an actor, there were stories or things I was doing and I never felt, I, I don't think I've ever felt out of work as, an, uh, as a creative because I've just been living and breathing it for so long. Cause you're, yeah, I, I, and I, I would agree, actually, because mm. um, you're a playwright as well. And then you have, what's it, Faith Drama Productions. Mm -hmm. So what, and we actually met for the first time at the Royal Court writing um, course. I don't even know what. Critical wow. mass. Yeah. Critical mass, yes, mm. that's what it was. But um but I was always looking for things and other things to, to do, do and, yeah. and and learn and, and, and connect with other creatives. So it it was probably I probably don't remember it because I was probably doing lots of things like that at the same time and just trying to figure out how to make things happen. I was always trying to get the attention of some theatre to kind of you know, notice me. Mm. And then I sort of, uh, Dipag Luaji, like, it's really wonderful playwright that I, I, I look up to. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would be producing like plays and I would get, we would get big audiences with Faith Drum Productions and like, and like young audiences and black audiences. And, and Dipo said to me, you know, a lot of those theaters that you're trying to get into, they want these audiences and they don't yeah. know how to do that. And yeah. he just said, don't worry, you, you just carve out your own path and do it your own way. It might take longer because they're not, but you carve it out and do it on your own terms because that will get you somewhere and you'll feel wholer when you get to where you need to get to. And that really resonated with me, that advice, mm. because then I didn't feel like I was, because I, I did an assistant directing job at like that, the Almeida. I was doing lots of, and I always, and I'm not saying, I'm not knocking on anyone who goes down that route. But I always felt like I would be getting coffee or tea for someone. And I'm like, but I just, I want to make the stuff. I want to do the yeah. stuff. And I was, I couldn't feel that, that, which I understand there's a level, like you, you get the tea and then you do the thing and then you assist that's, that's, and then you yeah. get the, but I just felt like I don't want to go through that stage of just sitting here and twiddling my thumbs in the um, assisting uh, Michael Attenborough at the time. Um, um, I want to just make to it do, and, I'm, yeah. and I'll do it and it will be crap and we'll do another one, it'll be better. And that's kind of eventually the path I accepted to just make stuff and wait for the industry to find me and go, oh. That's like you're, like a body armor, like not giving a shit, basically. So where did that come from? That I don't give a shit, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Because you have to have a, a level of arrogance, not, not arrogance in a negative way. You've got to be like, I don't give a fuck what you're telling me, I'm gonna do it. I'll be honest, I think because as an actor, my bread and butter was coming consistently from that mm. um writing and directing and, and producing and making stuff was something that i could do in on the periphery and then as i got better or as i get got more confident so it wasn't like i was always like i don't care i was like doing some stuff and we were like making some mistakes i directed some some things and made some horrible mistakes and <laughs> and seen people who are my peers who i've directed when i was younger i've gone yeah i <laughs> I was, was no. I'm sorry. It was not good. It was not a good experience. But um, I needed to go through that and learn and figure it out. And so it wasn't a. Definitely wasn't. A, I don't give a crap. It was a. Okay, I'm an actor. I'm a trained actor. I, 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 I'm good at this, and I'm confident with that side of things. I'm gonna do that. And then uh, in the quieter times, or or while we're in rehearsal, I'll, I'll be sneaking off and writing something down. And you know, so I was kind of do. It was doing that. You know, mm. until they sort of became on a par or, you know, that. so yeah. Faith Drama Productions, why Faith Drama? And where did that come from? Faith Drama Productions um, started off as an acronym and it was forsaking all in trust in him. So I'm yeah. a Christian and I started Faith Drama Productions in a church I went to as a youth club. And it was like, yeah. it was like drama club. <laughs> and we were just sort of working with young people. And, and I just come out of drama school and was, and I felt the least creative at drama school because you're an actor, they're training you to be an actor, but I always mm. think of myself as a storyteller, I wanna tell stories in other ways. So I felt really, so I was like, I'm gonna just 
make some stuff, we're going to devise some stuff. And it was like a sort of after school thing, kind of okay. almost. And then we just, we did a play. We did a play in my, in the basement of our church and just mm. invited an audience <laughs> and some Christians picketed it because there were some rude words in the play. And oh, <laughs> you angered the Christians. <laughs> Um, and uh, sorry, how old were you at this point? You're angering oh. Christians with your drama. Come on now. <laughs> you know what? We need to we need to ruffle feathers. I'm always about like um, art should reflect reality, and our reality sure. isn't pretty and perfect, and it's ugly and messy, and it and it has foul language, and and mm. I've never really shied away from that. I don't use profanity in my own everyday speak, but okay. like, when I'm communicating with a script or with a character or whatever, I kind of feel that there's a grace to kind of um, engage in, in, in those stories in a real full way. Not everyone yeah. will agree and that's fine, but that's kind of how I've been. So, um, uh, what was the story? How old was I? I was, I was younger. Let's just see. Okay, let's just check in. I was younger. Just check in. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I came out of drama school and, 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 and did that. And uh, after about a few years of doing it, I realized, in that particular environment, it what there was too many restrictions in terms of things I could do. So faith drama had always been faith drama and mm. we'd set up, you know, so then it just stayed faith drama and we kind of came out of the walls of a church and, and got our own office eventually. And then, you know, it started off in my, my home, meeting in my home and rehearsing and doing, and finding uh, like community centers that would give us free space or cheap space. And then eventually we got a, space and office and and we're just making shows and and mentoring young people and and people who wanted to act but couldn't afford yeah. to go to drama school and you know and all this and just, um entrepreneurship and trying to be the person on screen on stage on screen and creating from behind the scenes hmm. yeah that's very very powerful woman you are young lady ah, thank you thank you but, so yeah. you playwriting you haven't have you written the script yet for film I wrote, um, oh. I wrote a few, yeah. I've yes. written a few um, scripts for like screen. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, Brain and Gear, which has been nominated yes. for. Oh, <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Like, I, mean, <laughs> oh, like, I mean, we can but just, it's fine, we can go there. But yeah. But that is a, that, that's, a, I think, the first thing that I've written for, for, for programming, you know, so uh, that, that got picked up. But I, I've done some short films the first short film i did is like i think it's on grime daily and what it's like it was the first thing i directed i think it was like 2010 or something so i've done shorts some of them will never see the light of day no one will see them <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm, yeah i and i've made some music videos and things like that so i have been sort of music videos oh wait hold on slow down stop it enough already okay stop now Hold on, introduce yourself, please. What was your title? What's your job title? Um, <laughs> storyteller. That's why okay, I say I do. Fair do. But I like to think of myself moving forward as an auteur. So I'd love to be able to be someone, you know, crossroader. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and someone who can sort of write things, produce things, direct things, and then sometimes be in those things Act and things. sometimes not. Yeah. Because so. you're a bloody good actress, you know. You Thank are. You. you do adapt to your, you do, you know, what's the word? I don't know, adapt, embrace, become your person very, very, very well. Oh, where, thank you. Where do you. Where do you go when you, come to, when you become your characters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to try and make it deep and be like, I sort of disappear into this cave and uh, I emerge and it's, it's all happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, where does any actor go? I think everyone has their own thing and their own way in and and i think different jobs produce sort of different uh means you know mm, i remember mm. doing when funnily enough with shola uh doing the last tree and there were some scenes where i i literally had some of the darkest scenes i had to just check out and be yeah. the actor who's like don't talk to me i mean you know it was a really lovely environment because people just could sense when those and it, there was a real there was just a real kind of respect, I think, in the crew, you know, for, yeah. for that kind of stuff. And uh, and and then some sh some things where I don't feel like I need to do that, you know, but there was some, so it depends on the- On, on the thing, the, on, on the, the thing. character. Yeah, and then there's like comedy where you you think there's this sort of, 
Like you have to be so free. Like I think, I, I think if I was doing comedy earlier on in my career, I wouldn't have known what to do as much. But because okay. there's this freedom that comes with comedy, you have to be able to just be wrong and make mistakes and just go and let it out yeah. and be free yeah. and play. The key thing is play. That I I think that took almost a good long many years to learn to just play and embrace whatever happens happens kind yeah. of you know not have to control everything and because I'm one of those people who are very script heavy like I, I oh, really? you know, the script the, the the words on the page are really important in, as part yeah. of my process and sometimes with comedy it's like so we improvising this oh okay. Yeah. Especially when I mean, you're working with Samson Kayo. Let's start with the last tree, because then we can get to family and do stuff. Mm-hmm. How, like that for those of you who don't know, it's a film by Shola Amu, written and directed by him. And um, Bemi stars. What's your character's name? Sorry, Mum. I know she's the mum, but <laughs> Yinka. Yeah. Yinka. Yinka. So she's the mother. It, it touches on the narrative when um, there was a time when West African, predominantly West African, children born in the UK or in the UK were sent to white families. For, because their parents believe they get a better life. And um, as a result, we had things like, you know, there, 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 there were problems with those, that situation. It was called farming. I mean, it, the media word is farming. We just called mm-hmm. it fostering back in the day. And then it was this, in this particular story, it's the repercussions of what happens when uh, the black child leaves the white family and comes back home, has to reintegrate into maybe a London society, a traditional, yeah. maybe African home household. And maybe when you've lived a life, like a kind of white idyllic existence in the countryside, the culture clash can be quite mm. terrible. Yeah. Um, the project was amazing. came out last year, really, really critically acclaimed and well received. How did you feel? How do you feel post last tree, um, fewer, I should say, or excitement? Post it in, in terms of just- Since uh, like, on, reflecting back, being a part of that project and what, what kind of, what, what contribution it made to the conversation about British black, stories being told on screen actually it was it was just i always say it was such a gift of a of a of a film to be a part of i mean working Mm. with sam was was brilliant i learned so much working with him um being in a film i don't had i done a feature i i think in terms of the role i hadn't had such a meaty role in a feature film like that where I yeah and I remember just reading the script and getting really excited about these words that I've got to say the next day um and so it was so exciting that is such a unique story that a lot of Nigerian people especially of a certain generation know but yeah. the fact that we've not you know not had many stories about that out there is um is weird that we, yeah. we haven't had more because it's yeah. such an interesting thing and i won't say that i was farmed out per se but there was a period in my life where i spent an extended period with a with a white family and and it wasn't for as anything as long as the character in in the film but even me feeling the disconnect between having spent some days of the week with this family and some mm. days of the week back home that was that was tough in itself. Yeah. So to have spent years and to spend years out in the in the country and then you know in in the air and and and, and then actually now you're in in inner city London is a yeah. real that's a that's the that same culture shock that I was talking about going out to Edinburgh and having that as a young person and someone who you've known as mum and now your actual mum is sort of laying down the law as an African and trying to instill those values, that stuff is real. That stuff mm. is real for me. Like the, a lot of the uh, co- conflict that I had at home as a British kid was that whole tr- parents trying to instill an Africanness in you when you're in the UK and you're desperately trying to be British and, and, and conform. And that everyone, everyone who's African or diaspora understands that, that conflict, you know? Mm. Um, so it was, yeah, it was massive, important um, conversation uh, to be had in that film. And yeah, I'm so proud to have been yeah. a part of it. It was, I mean, same, it resonated. I went for it too. We showed Farming and we showed The Last Tree at Seoul Film Festival last year. Mm. And the response, again, the outpouring, and known as this whole generations upon generations, there's people like even speaking to you now, we've known each other for years, maybe not as intimate best friends, but we've known mm. each other. I don't know that about, I didn't know that about you, you wouldn't know that about me, but yet there's yeah. so many of us carrying this 
thing on our shoulders that we like, you know, we were farmed out. We were living with white people and then we mm. had to come back to London and then deal with not answering back to mum and being culturally respectful. But yet mm. maybe, maybe there was a freedom. If you had a good family, you had freedom because it's a different type of thing. There's, it's all, it's mad. And especially yeah. considering the conversations we're having today about racism and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. identity is such a big thing. So with Charlotte Amu's production, it's a black production, black story, black narrative, British black narrative. You've got Famalam, which I know, I mean, AK is phenomenal. You guys are the cast. And what's so special about Famalam? Forget that, it's not even forget, it's important. It's an all black cast, black comedy, but it's comedy that spills over and relates to everyone. For some reason, it works. What is the special source in Famalam? Because BAFTA nominated, has it won? Did it win? Has it won yet? Yeah, it should be. Um, AK won. AK won, yeah. Through, um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, um, talent for, for, for Famalam. You know what? I, st- I, don't, I don't know what the source is. I, I sometimes have a conversation with, like, I don't know if when things are working and, or successful, if anyone mm. actually knows really. You know, people are like, oh, I knew this was going to be the, the thing. I think yeah. people just throw things at the wall or, and it's about getting the right people and the right team together. And there's this just beautiful sort of perfect storm of the right place, the right time, the right people, and it all just kind of comes together. But mm. you, you're still figuring it out. I think with Famalam, there is a ruthlessness when you're in that room where it's like, that works, nah, nah, nah. And you have to, That's you know, good. You're, there, are, there are some killing your darlings or killing your babies, whatever the expression is, in, in Famaland that, so it's like, where's the funny? And it's a ruthless kind of endeavor in terms of the, the, the boiling, the boiler room and making stuff. So I, I think that's a big part of the source. I also think everyone in the cast brings such different kinds of energy yeah. and it, as a, as a six, as a seven, it just, it works. It's magical. Know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, obviously I go for the obvious aunties. I mean, when do we ever, when would we ever get to see African aunties fighting over, and it's just so, Yeah. how do you, how, so how do you guys flesh out your characters? And it, apart from being ruthless, and then is it like you throw in ideas like, hey, let's cover this, let's cover that. Because how do you make your choices of what goes in and who, you know, is it a casting or is it production? This is what we're doing and you guys react. There is a lot of play. There is definitely a lot of play. So we'd go into, so we'll do some rehearsals and play with ideas and, mm. and get some things out. And, and Kenji and, 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 and Tom Marshall will sometimes go, you guys will play this role and, you know, and, and decide kind of who they think would, would suit these kind of characters well and, and things like that. And there's a lot of writing sketches for people you know so this okay. would be a really good this would be a good one for samson this would be a really good one for yeah for john and you know viv and so there, there is there is a bit of that but again it, there is just a lot of play and 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 re, rinse and repeat and yeah and figuring it out i think and why do you think this is because again we have this conversation around our stories being told we've got some revolutionary stuff happening like with um michaela's i may destroy you primetime BBC, mm. Family Lamb also. Do you feel like the tide is t- turning when it comes to getting British black stories on screen or British black content, creative content on screen, especially on platforms like, on broad, on channels like the BBC or, or, its own or? I, I think there is a sort of renaissance of, um, of, of great black work and black creatives and things. The or or the but, I would say, is there's always this kind of, one in, one out, okay, mm. this is so-and-so's time now, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, whereas, you know, there's a, there was a, I remember there's a couple of, I won't mention any specific channels, but like when you start seeing there's a couple of uh, maybe sketch shows that are coming out and you go, oh, there's, there's an all-female sketch show, for example, and you go, oh, and there's another all-female sketch show, <laughs> but, and, and those two aren't seen as like, oh, there's two female sketch shows or there's two, there's two sketch shows with white people in it. But that is, you know, if someone else wanted to go and do a black sketch show now, it would be like, can't, we've got one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is kind of, that's the stifling of the voice there because it's like you're saying there's this monolith and actually that black show made by, um, if someone else would be a very different sketch show to maybe what uh, a Kenji would come up with, you know? So, yeah. Um, that that diversity of thought isn't necessarily seen. And that's why there's this kind of, was it 20 years between the real McCoy and, and, and the family? Family, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Now's the important part of the show, where us the show, where I beat the guests. Okay? Mm -hmm, we'll see. We shall see. I sent you the rules, but I shall go over the rules. Called Name This okay. TV Show Movie. It's rubbish title. Leon thought of it. <clears throat> Don't say nothing. So this is how it runs. It's, I will give you clues in regards to a film or a TV show, right? Okay. Clues are as follows. Clue one, odd words from the title. Clue two, how many words in the title? Clue three, one word to describe the thing. Clue four, a description of one of the characters. So now every, if you get, the quicker you get the thing, mm -hmm. the more points you get. Okay. The longer, the more clues I give you, the points that you lose. Um, Do you get okay. it? Okay. The first clue I'm going to give you is one word from the thing, which is queen. This is super easy. Leon's been cussing me and I've, been made, I've made it really easy. So but hold she, on. Victoria, go one away. Word from the thing. What is this dialogue that you're giving me from the film? Or oh no, how could I be so wicked? Oh, that's a good idea for the season two. No, it's one word from the title of the thing. I've given you one word from the title of the thing. Queen and it's Slim. A... No, it's not. Good guess. The audience is also okay. able to help you. This is so easy. I'm annoyed. Well, so, so wait, Queen, and it could be a TV show or a film. Yes. Okay, um, Queen, is it Queen Sugar? It's such brilliant acting from you. Did you get it on your own or did you get help? Yes. No! What do you mean? Is that, how many things called Queen? Queen Slim or Queen Sugar? Like, what else is it gonna be, man? Come on. I've, Leon, I, I told you, it's too easy! Okay, number so two. Wait, am I, am I, am I, oh, there's another one. I was gonna say, am I, am you I got it. I'm in the leaderboard yet. You're not, yeah, you've made the leaderboard. You're not leader. Don't try it. Okay. You have to okay. There's four more questions. Oh, four. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. Day. Clue two is day. See if you get, <laughs> see if you get this. See if you get this. Day. So this is the title, right? There's, this is a word from the title of the thing that may be a black TV show or a black film. And black means either starring in, made by, written by. Okay. Day. Training day. No, no. Um, Do you want your second clue? Go on then. Okay. There were three words in the title. Three words in the title. Three words in the title. Night and day. I don't even know that. No. Okay. Give me one more clue. Okay, good. Good for you. One word to describe the film, romance. It's, ah, sorry, it's not a film. I gave that, it's not a film, it's a no, TV then, show. No, then, then this is a freebie. Okay. It is, oh, romance day, is a clue about the series. So we've got one word, day, three words in the title, and the clue about the thing is romance. Romance is a something TV show. Day, something yes. day, something day, three hey, words in the title, and it's romance. Yes. Leon's, but, but, Leon's given you clues. Annoyingly, he's given you clues. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want your fourth clue? Cherish the day. Oh my god. Yes. 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 <laughs> Even I. It's Ava DuVernay's new romantic series. Number three. Good. I'm going to give you two words from this now. A, and of. So hold on. <laughs> This is the title. Is this an order or is Listen, I don't know why you're asking more questions. You can ask the questions. A and of are placed within this title. Um, oh, that's rubbish. Give me another clue. A and of, like, come on. Imagine you're telling the Games Master how clues are rubbish. It's nonsense. Come on, no. <laughs> there, are, there are five words in the title. Five words Something in the title. Mm. You have to tell me where the word A and of comes in. The I cannot, because that is just defeating the pepos. The thing is, the clue that I'm going to give you is that you should know this. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's I've made it very easy for you. A and There's of. something of. A, a and of. Ah, I catch like a tune. Of. Um. Ah. 
I need I to know where A and of come in the sentence because this is this is affecting my dyslexia. <laughs> Hard. So you're trying to make me feel like I'm being an age I'm just saying, English. man. I, I can't. I can't. It's, it's, Do another it's clue, like my love. Try and play countdown. Do another it's clue. Like, go on then. The clue about the thing is team. So the clue about the thing is team. So A, A and of in the title. There are five words in the title. Team is the clue. And also, young lady, you should know. Yeah, but that's worse, because now I'm like, I don't know. Um, oh, this is so much um, joy. Like, um, your own show, Leon, saying, baby, think about it. It's actually pissing me off that he's cluing you up. Uh, um, my own? My show? Not your, yours, but, okay, it's a TV show. That's another clue, unnecessary clue that I'm giving you. Amazon, that's Leon saying. I feel like that's rubbish. A league of their own. I'm sorry. Yours, you said, you said. What did I say? Made. No, like, what did I, oh, wait, hold on, guys. So... Coming, listen, this tin is being recorded. I said, black means black made, black starring, black written, black directed. Mm, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Sister, you are in the team. Can you tell us a bit about it? <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about it? The thing that you don't know you're in. Sim. Um, it's an adaptation of the uh, Penny Marshall movie. I love that film. In, yeah. Uh, yes. With like Gina it. Davis, Tom Hanks. It's about women in baseball during the war, during like, yeah. the Second World War, when all the men went off, so all the baseball players were drafted. So they, they set up, and this is based on a true story, they set up a woman, all women's uh, baseball, baseball league. league. Mm. And it's kind of about, um, and the, the, the series version of this is kind of sort of not just about all oh, winning and losing baseball. It's all about the, the culture and everything that surrounds that time. Okay. You know? and, um, and, and, and how the world is changing and women are playing baseball and, and what that looks like in a series. So it's kind of expanding on that idea in the film and making, you, yeah. Tell us about your character, please, quickly. One second. Uh, or can I play you not a say? Called, uh, yeah, I play a character called Clance and she's creative and that's what I'm going to say. And it's an American production, right? It's an American show, yeah. Is this your first American show? It is my first American show, Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good so, stuff. But, you know, all of that accolade, but you didn't render it. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you misled me. I'm just going to say <laughs> you, you misled me because, you know, yes, uh, yeah, there was a misleading in there. But Question four. four. Oh, we're still playing. Okay. <laughs> I took you off your back. I'm last on the leaderboard. The word that I'm going to give you is five. D. So, wait, hold on. Five as in... The, that's the name of the, the, the show or the film? Like, as in the it's word five the... is in it? Yes. The word five is in the title of the show or the film. Five. Um, the, the, the great five. The something mm. five. Five. Mm -hmm. Five mm -hmm. star. Mm -hmm. Five. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. Five. Oh, what's that film with them? Um, <laughs> was that mm -hmm. seven? Five. Five. I mean, uh, do, would you like another clue? Because I feel like you're struggling. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Three words are in the title of this thing. Three words are in the title of this thing. These are crap clues. I'm just telling you now. Um, <laughs> I mean, three I mean... words are in the title of this thing. So there's three words and one of them is five. Is that what you're saying? Yes, fam. That's what I'm saying, fam, Alan. <laughs> oh, my God. Leon, get out, five? man. No, it's not party of five. Good, five. good call. But where are the black people in party of five, please? I know nowhere. That's not yeah, right. I lying. Well, yeah. the five heartbeats. No, but well done. <laughs> um, the the already Jackson said. Five. No, five. you said that with your chest. No. <laughs> uh, <sighs> the five bloods. Yes, the five bloods. Spike Lee's new film coming out on Netflix next week. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the final one. The word I'm going to give you is sisters. This is also so easy. Crying sister, sister. No. <laughs> sisters. Oh. Um, <laughs> sisters. Do you want another clue? Yeah, go on. Then. There are three words in the title. No Tyler Perry. Thank you. 
three words in the in the title and not sisters spelt like that sisters spelt properly oh the three sisters the sisters three the sisters are we we are sisters do you want a third black, clue please sister black sister. do you want the third clue go on then. church church it's a tv show church is the undercurrent of this show and do you want your fourth and final clue go on then a rambunctious young lady pulls no punches with her feisty attitude. Did you say so TV show? Yeah, sisters, uh, and sisters spelled properly. Three words in the title, old school, I'll say it's UK. I'm giving you so much damn clues now. UK? Yeah, old school. Old school? Yeah. Probably is British, sisters. Yeah. Uh, three words in the title. Best I feel like. Green blondes. No. Um, I mean, I don't know where the sisters is in that title, but okay. I don't know that they, they, they. I don't know. They are sisters, but they. <laughs> they I said sisters. Something, 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 uh, something. Uh, come on, people, help! Yeah, people Give are giving me the answer. answer. What's the answer? It is. What is it? That's that was you. Um, sisters. Yes. <laughs> I actually gave you so much life. For that i should have chopped it from before brothers and sisters well done my love. did you ever watch it yeah i remember petronella yeah that's what that's that's the character that i described a rambunctious young lady pulls no punches with her feisty attitude well that's done, what i well described yeah. you should have got it from that, that, that yes i mean yes. that anyone but sure okay <laughs> i mean i could say that about anything i can't see you i don't know if you guys can see we can see you. I don't know what's happening. Today is just like, I don't know. I think the weather's just messing up everybody. Um, I can see you. you I, don't know I told you technology does not like me. <laughs> oh. I told you that if there's going to be any drama, it'll be with me. Sorry. It's okay. Um, we can hear you, though, so maybe we'll just try and plow on. But then I, want, I really want okay. to see the questions. I don't know. Let's okay. see. Um, Tanisha Riley. So what's that? Someone's saying... Why is someone saying Tanisha Riley? Okay. I don't know what to do, because can you hear me at all? You might I can hear you perfectly. It's just I can't see you, and you're saying oh. you can't see me. Do you want to... You don't want to try one more time just coming out and coming in and see... Let's try one more time. I might end this, yeah. and then... Should we end the live all together and start again? I don't even know if that make a difference. I'm seeing what the producer... Oh, oh my God. Leon's calling us Tanisha Riley, as in Teddy Riley's sister, because we are failing at technology right now. <laughs> he's very very freaking rude um that's so rude so rude i, I don't think it's me because i'm just being i'm just here i'm just here me. too i don't know all right let's 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 end the live i'm gonna do a whole okay. new one and see what happens don't go anywhere <laughs>